Let's go, y'all. Conversations 3.0. Today we have Jasmine from Hi. Lab Studios and she's going to tell us this tumultuous journey, to put it lightly, of yoga lab, bar lab, opening, closing while having a baby through COVID. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also, today behind the camera, we have our usual boring Jaslyn and Ara. Thank you. All right, Jasmine, you want to get into it? You want to tell people like the brief nutshell story of the story of Lab Studios? Okay, um, I started Lab Studios. The erection of Lab Studios. The what? The erection of Lab Studios. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, yes, it started in 2016, first with Yoga Lab. I was working in a bank for a good few years and got very sick and tired of the corporate field because I just don't fit into the corporate banker, world. Banker wanker. <laughs> Not all of you are. Not all of you are. Just... Yeah, but I couldn't. So I stepped out to do full-time teaching and um, fell in love with it. That was basically what um, kept me going for two years. And then my classes got big enough and um, the reach on social media was also large enough for me to feel confident to start my own studio. At that time, in 2016, there was not a lot of boutique studios around yet. So I did see a space where we could come in to offer um, kick-ass classes, but without any frills. So it's really just coming in for a very good yoga class. That worked out really well. So within the first two years, we saw ourselves growing from one outlet at Hong Kong Street to four outlets. And then in 2018, I discovered and fell in love with Bar as well, which is where Bar Lab, where we are today. Yes, which is where we are today. Did you check? Um, right now, Lab Studios has four, four outlets. We have Lab Studios as the umbrella company holding on to Yoga Lab and Bar Lab as two different brands. In Holland Village now we have in Holland Village and in Duxton we have both yoga and bar classes and in the east is where we see one bar studio and one yoga studio. That's the gist of how Lab Studio is now. And at one point there were six just yoga labs. Um, five yoga labs, one lab studios offering both yoga and bar in Duxton, and then we had Demsey, which was a co-sharing space. The presence of um, Yoga Lab was a lot more in the CBD area. So mm-hmm. we had one in Raffles and one in Buntat Street, which is the new CBD. Mm-hmm. Over this period of COVID, where everyone started working from home, we decided to not continue the leases for those two spaces. Mm-hmm. I believe at the point of time, we had a few conversations over the phone. I haven't seen her in a really long time throughout that time. I think having the baby, yes, dealing with the business, mm. was really difficult for you. I think it was a lot. Um, yeah. And actually, even before COVID, leading up to COVID, it was already quite a challenge. Um, We had to make a few changes to the business just because of where the landscape is um, at that point in time for fitness and for yoga. Mm -hmm. Um, So when COVID hit, it was really at my pretty low point already when COVID hit. So at that point, I was really questioning myself if it was something that I was still going to continue to do. Mm -hmm. And um, I also found out then that I was pregnant. So then, really a lot of questioning my priorities in life and if there was going to be enough determination and perseverance to to keep walking. Um, I think with 
that period came a lot of adjustments yes yeah a lot of adjustments that was required not just with the business but i think it started out from adjustment from my own perspective as well yeah like what does it mean now to have to cope with not only the pregnancy but pregnancy mm -hmm. in covid mm -hmm. and on top of that having to manage the business during covid while being pregnant Yes. So it was at that time, your things. husband was still living in Hong Kong. Yes. He hasn't wow. moved back yet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Gentle book reminder. I know. <laughs> Again, it was so honestly, a lot. Yes, it was to a lot. Go through. And I mean, mm. now we're in a very good space. And I just mm. basically, why we're doing this today is because I wanted to share with you how Jasmine did it. Ah, so, how I, did you do it? Okay, so <laughs> let's start with it. Okay, first, yes. she had to close a few of the labs. Yes. All right? Close, done. Yes. Right? Those so, were painful. And Those, how yeah. did you pivot in times of COVID, you know, opening of studios, closing of studios, opening mm. and closing and all that mm. stuff? Mm -hmm. Let's pull it back to when COVID first hit. Mm -hmm. Let's do that. Mm -hmm. um, so the timeline becomes very clear. Mm -hmm. I think this was in 2020, January, where we started hearing of the virus mm -hmm. um, coming onto, slowly coming into our shores. Yep. That was when... Um, because I was also pregnant and the team was also really concerned about whether or not I should continue teaching those classes. Mm -hmm. That got me thinking, how do we keep the community safe? Mm. Like an extension of myself. So I had set a very firm rule. If I am not comfortable doing something myself, I cannot subject my team to that or yep. my members or my community to that. Yep. Um, so we were one of the first studios to reduce our mats even before the government mandated it. We were some of the first studios to restrict um, coming in from specific countries even mm. before the government. So at that point, I think we were one of the more uptight studios and I think it took a while for members to understand why we were doing things. Like We, yep. were, we, were, we were seen as overreacting, mm. but I stood by those decisions because if I'm not comfortable teaching those classes, I cannot subject my teachers to teach those yeah. classes. And I also cannot subject the people in class to be exposed to something that we don't yet understand. Yep. So because of that, the and business we still don't quite hit. understand. We still don't, yeah. yeah. So the business took a hit, um, but it was definitely something that we, we still, if you put me back in that position, I would still do the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, so then real, real questions would have to be answered, right? Like now, look, the cost continues running. We are making decisions to directly impact our revenue. Something has got to change. Yep. So we would have to continuously adjust our cost structure. How do we make it possible for us to run safe spaces without killing ourselves? How do we ensure business survivability? I think the first thing would always be to keep members safe. Second thing, to keep the spaces still available so that members can still have a space to practice. Mm -hmm. We had to do away with front desk. So mm -hmm. our teachers had to do more. Um, that cost was a big portion that was parked away. So then now we had more room to move things around. Eventually, the second biggest cost would be rent. Overheads, yeah. Looking at where we are at and deciding if some of the spaces still make sense or not. Mm -hmm. um, which is why we decided to close two studios. It was very difficult because those studios are less than three years old and mm -hmm. in business, especially in Singapore, your return of revenue, your return of investment only really truly comes in after the first three years mm -hmm. of any space. So for us to close those two studios, we're really just kind of cutting and trusting Cut that. Yeah, trusting that it will eventually come back because mm -hmm. we didn't know then when the work from home would end. Yeah. We didn't know then 
when people start going back into the CBD. Yeah. Um, closing those two was, I mean, looking back now, closing those two studios made it possible for us to be where we are now. Mm. Um, one of the conversations, many conversations I had with my dad, who is like my business mentor, and he's very real. He's very conservative. He's not the type of businessman that would tell you to take up a loan, leverage, and expand and wait. His his approach is always, let's just be very real and see if the business is still worth continuing. If it's not, you might as well cut. So what he told me in Mandarin was, which basically means you're Leave still a young. green mountain and <laughs> oh my god no, I can't even <laughs> no loss of wealth less yeah like you're still you're still so young you know like yeah, you reminded course, me yes. that like you have years she said this to me at this phone call and she actually said it to me when he said mm -hmm. it to her yeah I remember so this. That, that really, that really helped was, me uh, put things in perspective. Mm. I remember at that point of time, she was struggling with closing those babies of hers because mm. she saw every single studio as a little baby mm. and it was just painful for her to let it go and mm. also uh, personal, I guess, it's an ego thing because yeah. not one lab has done badly at that time yeah. yet at all. Mm. And to, to... It's not easy to say close. It's not easy, to, yeah. yeah. And it's not, and basically what I said to her, well, well, it's definitely not failure. Mm. I close my shop too. Like it, mm. in these kind of pandemic times, I think it would be the smarter thing to do close now. And, mm. and like when mm. you did use that the money that you saved mm. to change the business to mm. which is now half an online platform or full a fully a full uh, online platform. Or? We have a fully run um, on demand platform mm -hmm. that had helped us, you know, through the closures. So I think more than just saving the money, it's also saving our like our time and our effort. So mm -hmm. it's resources, right? Yeah. Resources not only with financial resources because those you can take a loan or, you know, yeah. find some ways to find the money. But mm -hmm. ultimately, what cannot be replenished so quickly is your mental space mm. or your your will to say, okay, I can I can still go on. Yeah. So at that point, to think about the longer run, the longer race, if I were to like go against the current, which is no one is in the CBD you are holding on just for the sake of holding on, you're swimming against the current. Mm -hmm. And that takes up a lot of your energy. Mm -hmm. What if, you know, I spend all my energy doing that swimming against the current and when it's ready for reopening, which is where we are right now, mm -hmm. I am so, like, I would have been so tired. Yep. I would not even be able to think clearly how do I path my way forward. Yep. So because we close those two, we have the mental space and capacity to then open our online our online studio, our on-demand studio, mm -hmm. think about how it would best serve our customers and also make it sustainable for the business. Mm -hmm. That is the journey for Lab Studios up mm. to this point mm. and up to very recently, I think two weeks ago. Yeah. Holland Village opened. We opened Holland. It's um, so pretty. Come visit. And I'm very proud of her because Holland Village is also very close to my home. The other mm -hmm. labs are very far away now and mm -hmm. I'm no longer working in CBD as well. Mm -hmm. So it's a very convenient location to have. Yes. And it's news of package prices are low for now. True. It's come on down. True. Yes, check it out. Um, Lab Studios has an app on the App Store. Yeah, just download it, plug and play. Lab Studios and comfort classes. I think Lab, I think Holland B is in I line. swear to you, Maya is insane. Like, I don't like to go for <laughs> easy classes because if I'm going to only oh, work out one hour a day, I want to make sure that I push the hardest mm -hmm. I can. Of course, sometimes you need to do the flow type yoga, stretchy type yoga. Maya is not one of those people. <laughs> so if you really want to challenge yourself and you no matter what level of um, yoga fitness you're at, mm. 
her class will still be very demanding of you mm. in any way because there are different variations to any one yes. pose. And please try one of Maya's class. Yes. Even the chair pose is not even just a chair. Lower, <laughs> lower, 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 lower. I think, I think that's what makes... Um, because right now there's really just so many yoga brands, right? Yeah, and yeah, there you, is. as Yoga Lab, we have always focused on kick-ass classes. And mm. with the downsizing of the two studios, it makes it a lot easier to mm. then prioritize really on kick-ass classes. Yeah. How does the schedule look like? Who's teaching what classes? Mm. At what time? Everything can be customizable and designed better now because we mm -hmm. have less to worry about. Yeah. yeah. And also what I've always loved is the fact that the instructors will break down the poses is not just like yes. get into the pose. It's like, yes. okay, in order to get to that pose, this is why we're stretching this muscle first yes. and so on and so forth. Very, very scientific in a way, which mm -hmm. is why we named lab. it lab in the first place. Yes. The way They're going to actually start wearing lab coats when they teach. Look out, <laughs> that, was, that was our idea, right? Wearing yeah. the lab coat. Yeah. That would be worse than wearing a mask. <laughs> How do you even stretch in the head? They have to wear the whole suit. Yeah, but I think there is a very scientific way of approaching yoga. Yeah. I, I, I came into yoga from a beginner and I'm very scientific mind. I look at things from a very physics way. If, mm. if there's a, if, if, um, a better way to put it would be just to look at it in the, the way my body moves in the physical space. Mm. So I know yoga has always been very like feel this, feel that. But when I walked into one of the classes in the beginning, I was really like, why? Just tell me how, how yeah. I need to put my body so that I can do that. Yeah. So when we came to designing classes at Yoga Lab, it was from the very beginning, I need to see how you're going to lead me, any instructor, into a certain pose. And it cannot be wishy-washy. It needs to be scientific. If I'm stretching my inner thigh this way, how do I get about opening my inner thigh that way? How do I put my body in that position after you have prepped my body for it? So yes. every instructor here knows that you cannot wing a class. Mm. You come in and teach a yoga lab class, you need to know exactly what you're teaching, how you're teaching it, mm. which makes it really um, specific. Yeah. Um, and it works. The yoga yeah. lab method really works. Yep. Everyone was in Maya's class and they could do everything and I was just like, these people are great. <laughs> we do have a very strong crowd practicing yeah. with us because it's the crowd true. here is very sticky. Yeah. Like we have been running for about, I want to say five, six, six, years. <gasps> six years. Six years. The crowd is very sticky yeah. because you really, to, to find yoga classes like this on a per class basis at reasonable rate is very hard. I can say no, don't have to. <laughs> I am very confident. I'm no, very confident. There's nothing like that unless you're willing to pay high monthly rate, unlimited, and classes are always full. Yeah. But here, honestly, if I'm a yoga student, I would totally do it. And it's not because it's my brand. I, I, I truly speak these from the, from the bottom of my heart. Like, She practices yeah. what she preaches and she would buy what she sells. Mm -hmm. Simple mm -hmm. as it is. Mm -hmm. I can't sell you something that I don't believe in. I'm the same. Like my my character. Yes. Yeah, that's no why fun. we're friends. Mm -hmm. And also, we're also moms. So yes. let's go into the next chapter of oh mom. God. I'm a bit ahead of her in that sense. Ara, come here. Mine is this big. Oh, I can walk. Mine my is struggling to walk. Little ballerina, strike a pose. Strike a pose. Oh. <laughs> okay, all right. Yes, yes, go. Do what yes. Okay, now scurry away. <laughs> <laughs> um, and hers, little Joshua, is how old? 
almost 10 months. One almost week to 10, 10 months. And 10 months. Look at ago. these bag of bones. You want to look like her? You do some of that bar and yoga thing. Actually, she teaches them all on her Instagram as well. So <laughs> let's talk about that journey that you had. This really crazy journey that you had. Finding out that you were pregnant yes. at the beginning of COVID. Yes. Husband being away. Uh-huh. And that story to, up to today. And today, up to today, is still a struggle. Because yes. breastfeeding... Rushing to class, rushing back. It's just managing everything, doing a thousand things at a go. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I found out I was first pregnant, I was surprised. It's one of those. I was actually in Africa when I found out I was pregnant. And we had just done an ATV with my friend. We were on the ATV road ride and it was like more difficult than it it would I, I thought it would be, be. Mm. and I was like why am I so tired I was shopping and while shopping I was dizzy I'm like I'm not even spending that much money why am I dizzy I'm not even hiking why am I feeling nauseous yeah. and I didn't even think that I would be pregnant and my friend being a doctor I told her all my symptoms and she's like girl are you pregnant? I'm like, no lah. And I was still, like popping sake while eating raw fish. Just had no idea. And then when I got home, I knocked out and my sister like had bought a pregnancy test and she's like, just do it. I peed on it, so tired, went back to sleep. <laughs> and then she's like, dude, you're pregnant. I was like, huh? <laughs> I fell asleep no again. Way. I was so tired. And and then and lethargy is so real. Yes, the first trimester is that just lethargy like, is so real. And I just came back from like such a long trip and jet lag, everything. So Fano was pregnant. Thank goodness my husband then was in Singapore on a trip to meet me after my 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 long trip. Um, he found out he was very excited. I was like, I can't deal with this. I am not ready to be pregnant. I'm not ready to be a mom because we had an agreement that we won't have any kids basically, um, because I was more about building my business. But then pregnant already, right? Yep. Just got to roll with it. Yeah. A lot of anxiety because I had never prepared myself to be pregnant. Yeah. Never once in my life I ever thought about what if I was pregnant. Yeah, same. Um, And when it hit and it was so real, I was like, okay, firstly, my husband is on the town. Secondly, my business is running and growing. What do I do with it? Long story short, there was a lot of pre-planning up until like, in my third trimester, I need to be living here, there, planning this and that. And then I realized, you know, now looking back, everything just, everything just worked out. Everything just kind of worked out and, and we are where we are today, not because I planned so well. Mm. Everything just kind of flowed. After we found out I was pregnant, after the, thankfully, after the first trimester, then lockdown hit. So second trimester, I spent it at home. So second trimester is where I had a lot of energy. So that's when I could really plan how to pivot the business from the physical space into the virtual room. Managed to do that, push through that. Um, as that trimester came around, I, we were already back in the studios. Um, I had systems in place so that I could go and take my maternity leave. Um, Still, you know, at the end of at the end of it, right after I pushed my baby out, which happened in four hours, because I was like, dude, I have no time. <laughs> like, I can't lie. Yeah. You how can you force your labor to no, be shorter? Then I was like, I have no time. Just get this baby out. It was also that day we announced the closure of the two outlets. <laughs> so I was like, right. Before, so I was in my bed doing the content, doing the email, and then my water broke. 
there was this big pop and I was like, wait, uh, I need to send this out. <laughs> After I send it out, go take a shower, we're going to the hospital. We have no time. I need to be on tomorrow again because we need to make sure people receive the message and we need to see how people are. So we got to the hospital. I was like, get this baby out, get this baby out. Just get this baby out. I don't care how, just get this baby out. He came out in four hours, babe. From the moment I got to the hospital. Natural? Natural. Moment I got to the hospital, 12 a.m., 4 a.m., he was out. <laughs> right after the baby was out, I'm like, okay, baby needs to be fed or not? No need, still sleeping. Fine, I'm back on my phone. The three days I was in hospital, there was basically feeding on emails, feeding on emails. There was no, close to no sleep. And I was just so used to that. And I could, I think at that time, I was still like, you know what? My baby is not going to change how I lead my life. Mm. I'm not going to allow that to happen. Postpartum was really tough because of that. Because mm -hmm. I didn't allow myself to be postpartum. Mm. I was like, I snap out. I almost like forced myself to snap out. We had a great confinement nanny who took over. Um, I could do my own thing. I was breastfeeding while replying emails. I was breastfeeding while doing content on Instagram. Basically didn't allow any change to happen until one day I was pumping, I think like in, at 3 a.m. in the morning and I realized I'm really tired. Like mm -hmm. I am not giving myself enough grace to be to be okay. But I looked at my baby and I was like, wow, I don't even, I like people will come and visit me and tell me like, wow, Jasmine, you know, like things must be different. And in my mind, I'm like, no, it's not different. It's just that I have a baby now. And they would be like, wow, don't you feel like you're completely in love? No, I didn't feel, honestly, I didn't feel bonding. I didn't feel love at that very beginning. I just felt like, done. My baby is out. It's done. Great. I can go and do my thing now. It was very weird because I never felt that bonding and I almost feel like this is so strange. Like, am I supposed to feel more love for this being? Like, am I not a good mother because I don't feel that kind of love from the being? And then I realized I'm just not allowing myself to do that because, because I was so afraid that my life would change. Mm. But the fact is, like you told me, your life has changed. It's just how you're going to manage that change. Mm -hmm. So I took a mental decision to let myself just have grace. Just allow myself to be a mom. Mm -hmm. Allow myself to feel like I need time to rest and sleep. Allow myself to not push out emails immediately. Mm -hmm. Just more time. Just, just more in-between time. Yeah. And in those in-between time, I, so I, did, I stopped pumping. I just allowed myself to latch because... They say latching, you produce more oxytocin, you'll feel more love for the baby. So I was like, fine, 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 I'll just latch. So over maybe two to three weeks to a month, I think something inside me changed. I finally feel like I'm a mother. Mm -hmm. I finally feel like, well, this is an extension of me, like mm -hmm. my baby. I finally felt that kind of love for mm -hmm. the baby. And it it really only took us like three Ara, months. Stop doing that. Because it would break the sound, sorry. Okay. Ara, please stop doing that, okay? Ara, I'm serious. Please stop doing that, okay? Sorry. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so going from that to like managing work, um, instead of the three, I went back to teaching my first class within two weeks postpartum. So how has that like changed for you now? That mentality that you had mm. then and now giving yourself that space to commit to mm. your child and your child basically fall in love with your child. Mm. 
and then decisions mm. i think decisions has changed how mm. i make decisions mm. has completely changed it used to be i will never let my child affect how i would decide on something mm. and now now my child would be how i decide on something like i think i said this to her before like she puts her work at the forefront of her life mm. before anything in her life she allows for work to take center place mm. and everything falls behind and i ask people who are like that like why are mm. they like that because what is the end of, what is at the end of this race mm. so if your business is so successful and you do so well and your community and your teachers are all very happy mm. where are you then yeah in this race because mm. i know she's not just doing it for the money all of mm. us need to earn money but i know she wasn't doing it just for the money mm. so what was it then If you cannot answer what comes for you, because you're mm. doing it for everybody, you can't keep giving yeah. and not receiving. That's not mm. life, right? Mm. Mm. So yeah, I that was a question I, I asked myself. Like, what was the purpose of this all? Mm. And is that purpose bigger than my child? Yeah, I think that was what I needed to balance. What we have right now is mm. a good thing going. Right? Yeah, we're recovering. You know that the the money will come in because we are recovering. But more than that, I think because it is my first baby. Mm. Lab is my first baby. Joshua came and actually Joshua. She when she said first baby, she didn't mean an actual child. Yeah. She's not a business. Lab is my first baby. Yeah. Joshua came as a second baby, but a human baby, a real baby. But the way I feel about Lab is very much like you know Joshua, where I am bringing up Lab, and mm. now Lab is five to six years old. Yeah, it's at a place where things are in place. Yep. Um, a bit of adjustment, a bit of teaching, but Joshua is a newborn. Joshua yep. needs more of my attention, yep. so that's where I have to start adjusting my life. Yep. Instead of three back-to-back classes, I'm teaching one class because I have to go home and pump, and I have to bathe my child. My next class can only start after he goes to bed. Yeah. So the way I plan my day would also make make space for Joshua to be in it instead of, you know, when we could just run around and not have to worry about caring for a child. Yeah. In terms of grace, I'm giving myself a lot more permission to make mistakes, a lot more mm. permission to not do everything. Yeah. And even if I were to do everything, I'm telling myself instead of the usual 24 hours, I'm giving myself seven days to do this. Like really yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of space. I've done that as well. Yeah, just to. I've actually done that as well. So that you can you can still do it. You know, I think mm. most of the time we are more we are harder on ourselves than than we than other people um, would be. Yeah, we're, we're st- we still expect us ourselves to produce work like we, 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 we when we didn't have a child. Yeah. So, so that is that that were all like big big um, changes to yeah. how how I approach life and business. So mm. now, if I was sit down here, which I am, I don't know why I would say if I was sitting down here because I am sitting down here. <laughs> so now that we're sitting here, everything that we've talked about, mm. ruminate for a bit, mm. and. If I asked you, like, are you happy now? Mm. Not one entity or another. Not like mm. work life, what? Not mm. work slash life. Just everything in general. Are you happy? Underlying, yes. Underlying, I think my life has evolved in a way that I never thought. Um, I I never thought I would be here. Mm. I I look at I look at how I see Joshua now. How I also have a business that I can call my own, my little family. Yeah, I am. I am really contented with where we are. I'm so comfortable. You know, my work allows for me to have time with my kid. Mm-hmm. My kid is 
a very good kid, like really allows me to still do my own thing. I'm happy. I'm happy that I, I consider myself very fortunate mm -hmm. to be able to have this. Yeah, you know, I agree. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. would you have any advice for anyone going through something similar? There's always two sides of the spectrum, right? Mm -hmm. It's either like her where you don't give yourself any time. Mm -hmm. The other spectrum where it's perpetual sloth, right? Just lazy. Mm -hmm. There's two sides. Mm -hmm. So for any side, mm -hmm. how do you get mm -hmm. up and out of that space? Either from self-deprecation, I can't do mm -hmm. this, I can't do anything, let me just do nothing. Mm -hmm. Or the other end of the spectrum is, I can't stop doing anything, I must do anything, I have to finish anything. Because mm -hmm. both sides are still anxiety. Yeah. And I think... Or depression. Mm, let yourself... Ding dong for a bit. <laughs> yeah, I think I think with at least with my character, I'm a all or nothing person. Yeah, I have to try the do everything, and then the do nothing, and then you will find your balance, like mm. what works for you. And I mm. think most importantly, with all mothers, you do you. Mm. You do you because as long as just... you're not harming your child with drugs or violence, yeah. yes, or alcoholism. Yes. Yeah, don't do you, don't do you at all. Yeah, Please do not give up your child. Yeah, if you're an addict. <laughs> but if you're not, yes, just yeah, do, you do whatever you, you feel comfortable. You do, you do what works for you and your family. And I think, especially now, there's just so much information out there, mm -hmm. which is a blessing and a curse. When you read up too much, when you know too much, sometimes yeah. it creates a very, it creates pressure on mm -hmm. you, like societal pressure. But really, just do you. Whatever works for you is the best. Mm -hmm. And there's always balance. When it's no, when there's no balance yet, that means it's it's not at its equilibrium. Yeah, I think just having to adjust little things one day at a time, one moment at a time, and be Until comfortable with that. You know how we talk about balance. Even when you're balancing on one foot, that day there was an epiphany when I was trying to balance, epiphany. and I couldn't balance. It's just like, how come I'm falling to my right and my left? And then I remember it. You know, when you're trying to balance, even when you stand on one foot, you can try your foot does this recalibrating thing. It mm -hmm. has to shift right and left, right and left. And it is doing that to help you balance. When you don't react to that recalibrating, mm -hmm. you actually stay balanced. But when you overreact to it, like, oh, I'm leaning to the right, and you go like, oh, I'm leaning to the left, and you go, that's where you fall off balance. But if you allow that recalibration to just happen, you stay balanced. And that also speaks of that balanced state is not completely still. The balance state is always a slight movement. Mm -hmm. So so I think we all see balance as like, I need to be completely at ease. This yeah, schedule needs yeah, to no, work. Right. This needs to be stable for yeah. the, this is balance. Yeah. But it's not, that's not the state of balance. I balance agree. is constant movement, yeah. slight adjustments that needs to happen. But you are in a general state of, I am balanced. You yes. know? So so that, that understanding of not overreacting to either ways and allowing movement that might be key to yes. finding the true state I would say, of um, I agree because I always tell people mm. the only constant is change. Yeah. 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 But too much change sometimes yeah. screws your mind up as yeah. well. So, but it, it really is in accordance what you just said. Mm. In it, even in trying to balance one foot, whatever pose, whatever, is there's this little shake. Yeah. yeah. You're is. not meant to be this perfect person. There's all no, the time. yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And with that, we have to conclude. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you, Jasmine. Come on, right? You want to say goodbye, right? You want to say do the goodbye? Come here. Can you say here? Yeah. You say no, no. Don't just say no. Don't be shy. Okay. Say goodbye. Bye, everyone. Thank Hi, you, Jasmine. Yes. All right. So sweet. Thank right, you. Say goodbye. <laughs>
Ah, don't be shy. Do it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Bye. 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 <laughs>